let me know when I should click. You can click it. So we're good to go. Yeah. She ruined my career. What do you think about that as a as a podcast title? I mean, uh, we've already discussed this plenty. Yeah. For for you and me, this is the you know. Yeah. This is typical. Yeah. Uh, I think it would be nice. Well, would it be nice to like cue uh, people in on that? Like, yeah. A little bit more self-aware kind of. I think so. Topic. I think that it is important for people to understand that like. It's not coming from like a like a self-defense type of um, place, which I think some people do think uh-huh. that's where it's coming from. But it's more so coming from like, I love the idea that one day no one will have any idea what that means, where it came from. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I just think that's cool. Right. Um, like right now, everybody knows mm-hmm. where it came from, but I would like like. I'd like to think, like, in 10 years, we're, like, Joe Rogan level. Right. And then everybody's like, I, yeah, it's just the name. I don't know. Right. <laughs> I do like that. I, I have the same uh, feeling with something like fell off. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or of these, like, hyper-specific, like, faddish names. Mm-hmm. But something as specific as she ruined my career is like, oh, my God, like, what the hell? Like, what is that from? We were thinking of more, like, generic things as well that, like encompass like uh i guess like fictional dynamics that people well, portray the, on or uh you know portray online like yeah uh i was gonna say the witch in the wardrobe <laughs> <laughs> but like uh you know something fantasy related because i think that's cool the femme, femme fatale lore mm-hmm. that like yeah. you see in fiction a lot i think i want to clarify like she ruined my career was not my idea yeah like that was that was your that was me decision. Yes, and you were very passionate about mm-hmm. it. And like I've learned over the years that when Ian gets really passionate about something, you you just you have to accept it. Mm-hmm. Like when you pick something that you really want to do, yeah. Um, no matter how like arbitrary it feels, you just kind of have to be like, okay, you you feel that way for a reason, and I I trust it. Yes, um, it kind of. I don't know what it is exactly, but for me, it was, like, very earwormy. There's plenty of, like, uh, like whenever you're naming something, I think I, I picked this up from, I think, of all places, Celebrity Apprentice. <laughs> um, I don't know what season it was, but there was one of the characters had basically said, like, they, they were choosing their team names, mm. and they basically... Uh, one of the characters said, like, yeah, this is, like, a C-plus name or a B name. Like, we're not going to get an A. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not going to be perfect. It's not going to fulfill everyone's criteria of what, like, a good name is. And I feel the same about, like, a lot of projects that we've done together and that we're actively doing. And especially as something as, like, pointless as a name. Mm -hmm. Like, if if you enjoy a podcast and you like what you see and what you hear – like, it could have the stupidest name on the planet, and, like, that shouldn't deter you. Yeah. The only thing it's maybe going to deter you from is, like, openly, like, sharing it with, like, friends and family uh, verbally. <laughs> but even then, like, I, I feel like – because what, what, what will it turn into? It will be, like, SRMC. 
I love SRMC. Like, it kind of uh, sounds like Marine Corps related yeah, thing. Yeah, SRMC. yeah, senior Marine Corps. Yeah, but like I, I feel like at some point it will turn into something else, right? Which I, I'm excited for. I'm excited for it to like evolve. Yeah, that's also another thing is I think people like I, I did read a comment that was like, "Oh, you guys are gonna regret that," and it's yeah. like, "Fuck!" If like if I regret it. That's like a good thing. Yeah. If that's something that I end up regretting. <laughs> like, yeah, something as arbitrary as the name. Yeah, like, sure. It, like, because it's on. just as easy as, it, how easy is, is it to change that? Yeah. It's so easy. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, we do have a lot of permanent art tattooed on our body. I feel like right. the name of our podcast. <laughs> the name of the podcast <laughs> does not matter. Um, but I, I do, it's weird. You hear the name. Um, we were on a walk walking our dogs. That's, that's when you came up with that mm-hmm. name. And then it. It was kind of uh Well, yeah, there were a lot of uh up- stuck. Yeah. In our heads, I guess. All the other ones that were like that I think The Goblin and the Witch. Goblin of the Witch. That was like, the one that we almost went with. Yeah. Cuz it's funny. It's like <laughs> it, it goes with the, you know, for I, I mean, I explained this a little bit on the on my live stream, mm-hmm. but uh I guess I'll explain it for everyone here who's listening. This channel, Maximum Damage, like, we made it as a collaborative channel because we needed a place to put all our, like, I don't know. You just see everyone doing it, right? It's like a production company. We're trying to make bigger things, and that only involves, like, more people. I think also clarifying how this was born. This channel was born because you uploaded – like the hot seat was like a passion project between you and Dane and uh, Dax has always wanted to be a host. Dax is a very talented person that I feel like just um, is, he's so rife for so many entertainment positions. Like I feel Mm -hmm. like he would be a great actor in a lot of movies. Um, He's just, he's very like, um, what's the word? Um, Flexible. Flexible. And so the hot seat, like, Dane's very passionate about the hot seat, which Dane is the uh, other member of Maximum Damage, which, like... Dane, make yourself known. Uh, I'm I'm here. I'm doing the live switching. <laughs> yeah. So. yeah, Dane's doing the live switching. And Dane, the, the hot seat is a... I don't think people know how much of, like, a passion project it is for Dane. Like, all the edits that go into it are Dane. Like, Dane's, like, the the way that it's presented, the way that it's packaged is all... Dane, mm-hmm. right? So Dane's kind of like you guys remember Wizard of Oz, the OG, the original. He's like <laughs> he's the Wizard of Oz. He's behind the curtain. He's the man behind the curtain. Yeah, <laughs> I could start like filming a behind the scenes where it's just like you just the back of Dane's oh, head. <laughs> that's because he does. He operates. So there is the camera that's on the floor that's operated during the hot seat. That is because mm-hmm. Dane does all the editing, so he knows what he wants to like see. Is like. Um, you know, tertiary, tertiary footage. But anyways, um, the, the hot seat was a passion project that was made um, by you, Dane, Dax, and you put the first episode on your main channel, and it was Airsoft Fatty, and everybody, it hit the algorithm, right? Mm-hmm. It was, and people liked it. You put the second one on your channel, and you were like, oh, oh. uh-oh. This isn't good. Yeah, like, um, yeah, that was the HRH episode. Yeah. And I sort of like, I don't know, with the fatty one, I was like, okay, this is like totally fine for my channel. Mm-hmm. We're obviously getting an audience for it. Mm-hmm. And that's great, especially with like me not being in it. Like, yes. that's fine. Like, I like this. Yeah. But then when the second one came out, I think because HRH 
specifically has like zero connection to me or Dax or any anything in the universe. <laughs> it was like this is too far removed. Yeah. And so that's when we decided like okay, we need to put these videos on a separate channel that can grow its own audience. Yeah. Uh, but I would say just to add a little bit more clarity and context to the whole thing, um, Dane and I uh, and our friend Ben, uh, our first like, you know, collaborative project was doing the Airsoft Fatty uh, documentary called Full Force. And uh, that was our first like attempt in, you know, making these uh, collaborative videos and projects. And I think that was the start of the whole thing where it was like, oh, this is working. Like, this is entertaining. We could do this. And then we did the... the um, Ice Cream Man. Ice Cream Man. And then we did the other documentary. Well, this will be like... Uh, <laughs> this will be like a... Uh, I guess a common theme in it when we have to explain it. But uh, after doing those documentaries, you realize like, okay, we need to... Like, we need a home base... We, you know, we want to start making more content. We want to do regular things with Dax. And uh, that was, this is like the best way to do it is, you know. Totally. We're sort of like learning as we're going. But, um, you know, we want to make a professional set for Dax and have him like be a proper talk show host. Yes. Dax is the hired talent for like, we commissioned a um, set designer, Seattle-based set designer, uh, you know, Dax, Dane, and Ian collaborated on what they wanted the set to look like. And uh, a lot of it is, I would say, like, largely um, Dax's, like, inspiration photos and things that he sent that he was kind of into. There was a lot of questions of, like, what's your dream outfit? Like, what do you, um, you know, what do you, what do you want the vibes to be? Yeah, I would say that some of the things that Dax wanted, like, I think clashed with some of the... Uh overall vision well yeah yeah some of the other like mm -hmm. uh inspo photos and stuff like yeah. he actually wanted like a lot of uh more like high tech and like futuristic oh, kind of yeah, vibes yeah uh which is kind of exactly counter to what we ended up going with yeah uh but you know like a like a proper old school desk i think was like an important thing like mm -hmm. you need you know that kind of johnny carson talk show host dynamic of like oh a couple couches or a couch yeah um and it's actually really funny i'm uh, i've been watching this uh, guy adam friedland who's like doing a similar thing it's like uh it's it's interesting that it's that i'm just now like finding out about it but it's basically like a more calm relaxed eric andre basically and it's like exactly what we're doing with mm -hmm. dax um but he's got his own like style and his own humor um that's completely different so it is good i think there is some crossover yeah but you know it's like it's just a, like a a new format other than podcasting that uh ends up being like entertaining like conversations yeah i think i don't think people understand like the value of somebody like dax uh because i think there are people that are trying to do what dax does um but it's not um, like authentic, I guess mm. is the word. Like there's that one uh, woman who interviews rappers. Um, Bobby Alta. Yeah, who like, it's kind of supposed to be dead mm -hmm. and it's supposed to be like, you know, leaving. Very dry. Dry, leaving um, space. And I, I think 
it's interesting because she herself isn't like that. Mm -hmm. She like has done other projects where she's like very much the opposite of that. Whereas like for Dax, like he is naturally a little dry, mm -hmm. but is still very like disarming and and uh, always sees people as people no matter who they are. And I think like that combination of like dry but disarming and always seeing people as people you you get things out of people that you normally would never get out of like an interview mm -hmm. and i think that is so like valuable and i'm so passionate about like that part of like dax's personality that like i think you know there is like an uptick of that type of like um mm -hmm. it's like the anti-joke of uh uh talk shows right um but I don't. Th I I actually don't think anybody can do it like mm -hmm. Dax does it. Well, I, I will say the the interesting thing about it because I didn't have much. I didn't have a lot of faith in the hot seat at the beginning. I was mm -hmm. like, I don't really know if we can make this like entertaining for a full thirty minutes, mm -hmm. right? I'm like, I don't know if people really like the energy that Dax has. I don't know that he as a host can carry the whole thing mm -hmm. because, you know, oftentimes what you see with these talk show hosts is that they're comedians and they know how to work a crowd and they know how to, they're like, riff. fast, too. Yeah. Like, like, it's meant to keep up with, like, TikTok culture mm -hmm. where you, like— Totally. And, yeah, and, and if you aren't that fast, you maybe do the Eric Andre thing mm -hmm. where it's, like— a lot of post-production like in pre-production shenanigans that just kind of keeps the ball rolling mm -hmm. and keeps there like from being no dead air and if there is dead air it's like extremely intentional yeah um but after watching uh the you know first couple of episodes uh that dane had edited i was like oh shit i get it now to like, be honest i got it as soon as um skinner was right interviewed the, yeah. the first like by the way guys skinner if you're not aware he was uh i think he was the last episode of season one yes but he was uh, the first that we but he was the first we filmed which yeah. i'm so thankful for because i skinner is equally as i would say honest and disarming and genuinely sees people as Dax mm -hmm. so the two of them together was kind of just like this yeah. supernova of like good feelings I and... want to get more guests like that give that vibe off yeah. that aren't like maybe super well known online yeah. especially on YouTube um, I think Chills on the recent episode mm. gave that vibe off a little yeah. bit right where it's like there's a lot of people out there making content and grinding but they don't really have the you know their face isn't out there and you don't know them as a person yeah. so much yeah. Um, but I think this was a good opportunity to show, you know, people who, like, Dylan is. Yeah. It's like, oh, shit. Like, I, there's a lot of things that I would have been totally shocked and surprised by. I'm like, oh, okay, the guy who narrates horror top tens is Canadian. Yeah. <laughs> That's a weird one. He likes Muay Thai. Yeah. That uh, that was really cool to find out so that strange. he was, like, and he when uh, Chills was one of the original fighters that we were going to have on Creator Clash, and he told us, he was the one who was like, I'm going to go to Florida early and fucking train like mm -hmm. four months in advance, yeah. like head down he training. so ready. And we were like, holy shit. Chills was like the most, that would have been a crazy fight. Uh -huh. Chills would have, I think that would have been insane. Yeah. It's too bad. 
Um, I don't chills, think, yeah, Chills can fight, although I think he's, like, flirted with the idea. He I wants think to, but once you tell me you've su- – he, he's – he told us he has post-concussive. Part of me, though, says never, never say never. No, you Who knows? Can't. Your brain might, his brain, he's young. No, no. His brain might be healing. <laughs> I, I could not in good Yeah, no, faith. that's fair. Yeah. I know um, it's hard, but he, um, yeah. It, I felt so bad for him when he called us and told us, because he, yeah. he had to make that decision of whether mm-hmm. or not to fight. And I think if we didn't have my experience, yeah, just like, what, like three weeks before that? Right. It's yeah, it's very interesting. I guess a little bit behind the curtain for those of you who don't know, Anisa and I have been running a creator boxing event called Creator Clash. Mm. And uh last year was or I guess this year was Creator Clash 2. And uh yeah, it is interesting when people cuz we talk to all the fighters as often as we can mm-hmm. and it seems like people are really like, you know, they don't want to like disappoint and they don't want to, like, Ugh. you know, let us down. So a lot of the times, fighters will just, like, keep it to themselves, like, extent of injuries. Or, uh, you know, sometimes fighters will uh, lie about injuries <laughs> to get out of fights as well. So um, it's kind of all over the place. I think, you know... If someone doesn't want to fight, I think that's probably the most important takeaway is, like, if someone got into it and they really don't want to fight for one reason or another, like, it's not good to continue doing it. Yeah. Like, if you really, if you truly don't want to do it, I I don't think anyone needs to be, like, afraid to say, like, yeah, it's, I don't want to do it. It's so hard because I think the journey Mm -hmm. has a lot of, um, ups and downs and a lot of moments where even people who ultimately are so happy that they did it, there's like moments where you want to quit. And it's hard to know if it's like somebody who genuinely shouldn't be fighting, like it's just not for them versus like somebody who had their first day of sparring and just like realized that you're going to get hit in the head. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, um, because we told all the fighters year one, including Ian, the first time you spar, everyone unanimously was like, what the fuck am I doing? Mm-hmm. Like, what is this? I hate this. And then you get into your next round of sparring, and then you're like, okay, that wasn't that bad. And then by third round, you're like, okay, I'm, yeah. I can do this. Yeah. Um, so it's like sometimes when fighters are like, I don't know if I want to do this, it's really hard to be like, keep trying because yeah. I, I can't tell if they're in the state of like, I just had a really bad day mm-hmm. or like, I truly don't yeah want to do this. So it's kind of interesting as well though. Like I, man, it'd be cool to do more like in depth, like uh documenting of like fighters, you know, first time sparring kind of stuff mm-hmm. because I don't know, like, I feel like some people would have some different instincts. Like, I feel weird because I, like, we just got done watching the Francis, Naganu and uh, Tyson Fury fight. And Tyson will, like, run all around the ring. He'll, like, run away from Naganu, And I'm just like, fuck, like, running away from the fight is, like, an option? Like, I never, like, conceptualize that really, like, of, like, kind of taking up the space and, like, using your space to, like, create opportunities and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but it's like I don't know. You never know what you're gonna pick up on, uh, and what's gonna click for you, yeah, uh, or what's gonna be your fighting style. I feel like the, you know the the chess boxing Ludwig's chess boxing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andrea fought that one girl oh, who's running the whole time. I remember that. Yeah, like that. Yeah. Like if she like leveraged. That? Some of that running away. Obviously, you don't fucking turn your head. I was going to say, she was like actively run. On, like... But yeah, avoiding your opponent is like a fine thing to do. I think it's so interesting that you're picking up on that. Like, um, I, ne- I, ne- I was like, we're supposed you, to hit each other, well, not run. Your brain, period, yeah. is like forward always. Ugh. Like you, you have that where it's like forward always. And I actually think that Alex Wasabi was the worst matchup for you because of that. Yeah. Because you you are like forward always yeah. whereas like Wasabi <laughs> is like I'm I'm, I'm ready for the I'm forward. Gonna, yeah. I'm gonna, bring the forward on. I'm going to take my space and blah, yeah. blah 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 and hit the points and yeah, like yeah. um you were like forward must punch. Yeah, yeah true. And so true. like which isn't bad. I it's, but it's a very, just like you're kind of walking into punches in that case. But like I I think it's a very admirable style. Like mm-hmm. I I'm personally very attracted to that fight style. Yes. <laughs> but suck on um, the airs. <laughs> but <laughs> I think that like you needed to do and nobody's gonna know what I'm talking about that's listening to this, but you'll know what I'm talking about. Oh yeah. You needed to do what B Dave did to Alex Wasabi, where you were just like you needed to like desperately run into him and make it like <laughs> the nastiest fight. Really ugly. Possible. Yeah. I hate that though. I know. Fuck that. I know. Nah, fuck that. <laughs> But it w- I think that would have... I'd, l- I'd rather learn other things. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's fair. Yeah, like running away. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, that was good. We fucking jumped all over the place. I know, we, I, we did. Uh, but it's all right. Uh, now, oh. centering us really quick. Okay, I just wanted to clear... I just, I Go feel ahead. like, I just want to put a bow on... So this channel is a collaborative channel. Primarily, it's you and Dane's collaborative channel Mm -hmm. in this office dax is obviously like a very good friend very entertaining we will have him on a lot of things you say me and dane yeah we started it but you're like a critical part of it yeah i mean critical i like it is always undervaluing her (laughs) her involvement in these things i just like i because i don't know any yeah Yes, so it's our, uh, the three of us. We run it together. Yes, and um, Dax is obviously very entertaining. We value him a lot. We would like to have him on a lot of projects and continue to help push his personal channel. Like, mm-hmm. I would love for his personal channel to keep growing. Um, we watch his stuff all the time. Um, but yeah, that's what this channel is. And there'll be videos with like Dane and Ian that Mm -hmm. will come out soon. Like I know right now it looks like it's just the podcast and the show, but that's because life had been so hectic for so long. Well, yeah. And that's all that we can fucking do right now. Figure out to do. I mean, it's like, you know, if we had all the time in the world on our hands or like this was the only channel that we, you know, posted on Mm -hmm. like, all right cool but it's a growing process we're still trying to figure it out mm-hmm. uh this podcast is probably going to look very different a year from now yeah um and uh yeah it's just i think that's the best way to describe it is for anyone who's confused about the content that's getting uploaded i mean it's pretty simple we run and produce the hot seat because we love dax mm-hmm. and we love the guests that we bring on like mm-hmm. you know and uh 
it's a it's a good format. We love it. It's different, and it's very different from what we're doing right now. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I I, I feel like that we're tangentially related because we run the show, but we want the humor to be like. And we want the pacing and everything to be a bit different. Mm-hmm. I don't like – I've actually seen a lot of this recently where people are putting out – like they have podcast networks. Yeah, yeah. And I think conversations are great. But when – that's the whole point is to have like fucking 12 different podcasts all run by like different – I don't know, like uh, different uh, compositions of people. But, like, the same people, it's kind of like, all right, like, this is too samey. Yeah, yeah. I want, like, I'm, I'm getting enough just out of this one podcast. Give me something new. Uh, so, like, different shows, I think, you know, them being very different, I think, is a good thing. Yeah. Calling uh, out your mom's house. Uh, I'm calling oh. out all the fucking podcasts. Why? Does your mom... Your, mom, your mom's house started out with just the Your Mom's House podcast with uh, Tom Segura and his wife. Right. Now it's an entire network of yeah. uh, just... It is? It's yeah. like, I gotta say, it's it's probably like 10 or 15 different podcasts well, all on the same channel. Now. All of them do that. I think... I'm not sure if Adam Carolla started it, but he has his podcast network, and I saw it originally with him. Yeah. Where it was just like, all right, I'm gonna give these like people their like, offshoot shows... Uh, and I'll fucking deal with the I'm cameras so and the mics and this and that. Ignorant to all of this, I the only thing I know about your mom's house is clips that I watch, because somebody specifically at some point told me that I sound like. <laughs> the, the, that was me. I told you that. You, somebody else told me that too. Oh really? I yeah, did. yeah. You are Christina P. I think it like somehow. Yeah, that's what uh, there was. Who was it? Um, Anand. Um, oh yeah. What um. What did he go by online? Bunty King. Bunty King. He did a, a podcast and he had me on. I think it was like after the OnlyFans stuff. And his whole audience was like, you sound exactly like. That's so interesting. Yeah. Right. That makes sense as well in the podcast format. It was just my When voice. you have a yeah, visual, you it's harder. To Either get that. her or Andy Milanakis. That's <laughs> what? Yeah. yeah all I the don't time. know about that one. Yeah. Anyway. I agree with Andy Milanakis. <laughs> okay. If I close my eyes, I can hear, say. Uh, oh man, I don't know any classic um, Andy sayings. I'll, I'll just say, um, uh, say Nito. Nito. <laughs> Nito. 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 <laughs> All right, I think I hear it. Yeah. I got peas on my head, but don't call me a pea head. You know what's so funny about? Say it. I got peas on my head, but don't call me a pea head. You got to be more enthusiastic. I got peas on my head, but don't call me a pea head. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. <laughs> This uh, the Nito song. I didn't I didn't know that that was uh, until you said that right now for some reason. But um, my hockey team when I was a kid, right. we used to play that song all the was time. Was that the collaborative one between him, some <laughs> other guy, and uh, Riff Raff? Riff Raff, Dirt Nasty. Right. Oh, yeah. Dirt Nasty used to be my favorite when I was oh a kid. Oh my god. Oh man, you should check out the movie. The uh, cocaine song. You should check out the movie Red Rocket. It stars uh, him. <sighs> And he's amazing in it. It's okay. one of my favorite movies. Okay, I have to. If you like Dirt Nasty, I didn't know you even knew who I Dirt Nasty was. Love Dirt Nasty as a kid. The cocaine song, that cocaine song where like there's like the <laughs> the thong ass in the like that shows up on the screen sometimes. Does it, you know what I'm talking? No, about? I don't know what you're talking about. 
You're making stuff up. No, no, it's real. It's cool that you're excited about it. I love I'm happy for you. I forgot to. Do you? It's like when you hear a song that you haven't heard in a long time, and you get really excited. You're like, holy oh, yeah, shit! Yeah. That, no, that is exciting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that is cool. Um, Before we wrap up the uh, clarification on what maximum damage is, oh, though, did yeah. you want to maybe give a little bit of a hint on what we have cooking? Because we were kind of brainstorming ideas the other day for what other things to make, and maybe you can kind of give oh. an idea of like what else to expect. Because, I mean, so far it sounds like, to the average person, we have two products so far, which is the Hot Seat, which is like a podcast plus, and then a literal podcast. Mm. Uh, we're not going to make just podcasts. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean... <laughs> yeah, I was going to say podcast is kind of also an all-encompassing term, at, I guess, at this point. If there's any long-form talking, you can almost call it a podcast. But that's um, not what you guys – they're thinking yeah. about doing like, like – We're thinking about doing some some games, some fun things mm -hmm. that, uh, you know, uh, I don't know. Like what would be the way to describe that? I, like – Cold ones adjacent, mm. or what is a game grump? What's game grump do? Power hour. Power hour. Yeah, I don't know what you call that though. Some, That's like their own name for it. Um, but it's like Just gamifying fun, fun stuff. Fun shit. Like yeah. a bit like Rhett and Link ish. Mm, yeah, yeah. You know, like I mean, it's just you guys like it's just it's games a set thing that you're yeah. doing, right? Like one of the ideas that we had was like make each other the perfect salad. Mm-hmm. Which I I mean, and there was another one that was like that was Anissa's idea. Yeah, I yeah. don't rap. I'm not claiming out. that one. Everybody's gonna doubt <laughs> in the comments. is gonna be like, stupid bitch. Come well, hey, I'll I'll throw one of my ideas out there. The most, uh, what was it? Something about an Easter basket, like making the most like non pastel, most badass heavy metal Easter basket <laughs> baskets for one another. We have to wait for Easter time though to do that, or we can record it now and just wait. Yeah. Till Easter to post it. Yeah, let's there's record like, it later today. Okay. <laughs> there's like song song bracket brackets. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Bracket. Hive things. Mind has a lot of yeah. good videos like that. We were taking some inspiration from that. I mean, like it's definitely just going to be a little bit more varied than what we have going so far. Originally, from... this was going to be Ian and Dane's gaming channel. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, that was one of the ideas. Like, I, and I, I and by the way, I'm still not opposed to doing like a. a like a, a OG Game Grumps Oni Plays mm -hmm. style thing. I think I just have to convince Ian that that would be yeah. like engaging to people. And maybe people in the comments can say if like, hey, if you want to <laughs> see us play a video game, right? <laughs> like, I do like off the, the table explanation though of Anissa saying like, this is originally Ian and Dane's gaming channel. It was. Like, that's <laughs> why it's called Maximum Damage. Like, you it's your gaming channel. <laughs> You are going to do so much damage, you're going to play Lord of the Rings online uh, and <laughs> try to make the most damaging the characters. Game. You're going to play the Golem uh, game. We could play the Golem game. I like that idea. One of my uh, ideas recently is to, it's kind of like a deep dive video, but basically I would grab, like buy up on eBay, like a ton of obscure merchandise and games from a very specific franchise that like, came and went or doesn't have a lot of fans behind it mm -hmm. and just essentially become the ultimate fan. That is cool. And know, like, kind of too much about, like, a really stupid game. Yeah. Especially, like, all of the games that come from, like, movie studios. Yeah. Whether it's, like, Avatar or something like that. Like, stupid shit. Prison Break. 
the game. Man, I just had a really bad. You know, people like talk about how nostalgia makes you like happy. Mm-hmm. Nostalgia makes me like super sad. Yeah. And when you're talking about that, I thought about like playing um, like Shrek, mm. like the like original and how Shrek. How disappointing it was. No, it was oh. fucking awesome. But just thinking about how sad I am that I can't go um, back and be a kid playing Shrek. Yeah. Do you do you know what I mean? I feel like when I think of nostalgia, I get depressed. I don't uh, like get happy. Yeah, sometimes. I don't know. I think it depends. But it does feel like, I don't know, you might have had a more rocky childhood uh, or times. Probably. So it, you didn't interpret it as like, oh, this is fucking I'm safe. perfect or I'm safe. safe. Yeah. Whereas like if, you know, you had a more safe childhood, you can think back to that stuff. Probably. Anyway, um, sorry. You were talking about being an expert in a, in a uh, movie franchise game. Yeah. Which is what I thought of Shrek. Oh, yeah. I mean, I guess that's pretty much it. I was just throwing that out there. I like the idea. I think it would make a better iDubs video, though. Mm. Then, oh, Maximum Damage? Oh, yeah. Yeah, course. you, like... That's, that was my intention. I was just yeah, throwing yeah. it out there as a... Right. Just fishing for compliments. There's a, <laughs> there's a lot of PSP <laughs> games that you could spec into. Maybe you <laughs> spec should... into. <laughs> uh, I'm going to put some points in PSP when I get back home. <laughs> you should get a PSP. Yeah. I love those guys, mm. those little guys. True. That was where I first saw my uh, first porn. Ah! Yeah, see? That's, porn! PSP porn! That's, I mean, the PSP I... is the ultimate porn device. Yes! Yeah. I, okay, I knew... But it wasn't mine as somebody at my school, like, well, brought it to school and showed it to me, uh, like, without my permission. And I was like, oh, God. PlayStation porn is what PSP stands for. Funny enough, that's why um, my mom bought earplugs was for us on the bus because we were hearing too much stuff we shouldn't have been hearing on the bus. Oh. The school bus. Too much porn on the school bus. (laughs) Jesus. If he was just fucking watching porn with the full loudspeakers on in the bus, that's crazy. (laughs) All the grade six kids when we were in grade three were just blasting porn on their PSP. I don't know. It was kind of a revolutionary device when you think about it, like the analog stick that it had. I remember that like it was yesterday. Like you move that sucker around and it was like the cursor moved. It was like just like a little laptop. (laughs) That was the most. It was cool. Yeah. And I, I like that like, yeah, I think I remember like being grounded, but then my mom not understanding like, PSPs you can like access. (laughs) So I'd like sneak into my brother's room and like steal his PSP and just like be up at night on the PSP on the internet. Man, that was one of my worst habits is like not going to bed at like a reasonable time, particularly in like high school. Uh, I would just like, uh, I had like a uh, man, my I had this phase where I had a mini DVD player type thing. (laughs) were like folded out and it had a screen on it and like i like like in normal uh daytime hours i'd like play games and do whatever shit in my room but my parents and i think sister would like be out watching lost was a big one mm-hmm. during that time and so I'd be playing my games, and then when they when everyone went to bed, I'd sneak out there. I get the lost DVDs that they were renting via like uh, Netflix or something like that, and so I would like get my lost in like late at night, and I would stay up super late Wait, watching this shit. So you didn't want to participate I'm, in the family? Yeah, gathering. I'm so confused because like, why wouldn't you participate with the family? Because you you had a computer in your bedroom. Uh no, oh, during not that, at that time, time, not no, okay. I didn't. Because I always in my head, when you talk about your childhood, 
um, I had it in my head that you just had a computer in your room and you just no, like locked. No, no. That's no. that's too rich. Yeah. yeah. Oh, true. No. I, that's why I thought you were me. richer than me because you were like, oh, I had I. No. I, so uh, originally, uh, this was the the layout when we got our first family computer. That was in the living room. Okay. And everyone could access it. Then I upgraded, and that I got a computer all to my own, and that was like a birthday gift or something like that, Christmas gift. And that then went into this, like, office type of room. Oh. And my parents had their own computer in the office room. So it was two computers in the office room. So it was still communal. I couldn't go there at night because if my fucking, like, parents woke up and walked in the kitchen or something, they would definitely know someone was in there right. on the computer. Okay, so you were budgeting your time where you were like, I know I can play games now because mm-hmm. it's allowed. Yeah. And then I'll just watch Lost later. Yeah. Yeah. And just like being generally like I guess a night owl or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There was something about like I felt maybe felt like I was getting away with something mm-hmm. like dubious. It's like I'm fucking – because a mini DVD player with a fucking screen and everything, <laughs> yeah, I'm like – Yeah, it's cool. I like – even if someone came in the room and sometimes my mom would like peek in or my dad would peek in – and it wouldn't matter because this thing folded up mm-hmm. and I just have that under the covers. And I'm just like, I could fucking, I could watch anything on this thing. No one will know. No one will think I'm awake. So when you were, you were doing that, I was playing Game Boy Pokemon. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was doing. We'd have to look up the timeline. Yeah. But that's what I was, yeah. I would that like to sounds about familiar. I mean, like I didn't have a PSP. I had the Game Boy. Yeah. And before backlights, you'd have to get like a the light that attaches yeah. on a that little apparatus. Was, oh. Yeah, yeah, that's negative nostalgia. Yes, really? I did not have any good associations with that. It was always like out of desperation that I'd use something like that. True, like or in essentially the car? escapism. Yeah, out yeah, of the yeah, yeah car. Yeah. It's just like fuck, man. Like you try to put on the overhead light your parents would scream at you like yeah. shut that fucking thing off i'm like blind with that on well my parents would always say that the police would pull you over which by the way is a myth yeah that's a myth i know they lied to us yeah i st- that that up. myth is still like fucking perpetuated i think the idea is like they they, they might be more suspicious of you yeah. or they it just stands out. If you're if it's dark and you see a car with the inner light on, you can see everything that's going on in there. And it's like, I don't know if you want the cops seeing what you're doing, period. True. Even if you're innocent. Yeah, you could be eating a sandwich or something. Yeah. The okay, wait. So when you had the <laughs> when you had the two computers in your in the office, was that when you and your dad were both playing World of Warcraft? Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so fucking, baby. I, he, he started up way later than me, though. It's so fascinating to me. Your dad has always been someone who's, like, ready to pick things up. Mm. Whereas, like, my dad is the antithesis of that. My dad, t- t- until the day that his, like, mind went, refused to get a cell phone. Refused. Like, he was a lawyer yeah. without a cell phone. Right. Yeah, that's a weird one. So, like, for me, hearing that your dad played WoW with you <laughs> is insane. Yeah. Like, my dad played, like, um, the original Mario. Right. And, like, the Galaga and stuff. But, like, that's where that right. ended. Well, that's something I, w- I would be curious to see where maybe we, like, line up uh, compared to the audience. Mm-hmm. If y'all get to this point in the podcast 
where did you what did your dad do did yeah did he ever pick up new games pick up new games play games with you or was he like, more along the lines of anisa's dad yeah no te- he didn't want to didn't want to mess with cell phones at all he used to like quote einstein all uh-huh. the time like because einstein but, was i mean like, it kind of depends though right because Depends on the category. Maybe technology he was a little bit fuddy-duddy on. Yeah. But, like, trying different cuisines he was oh, totally about. He loved right? food and he loved music. Yeah. Like, like his favorite band was, like, um, he loved Blue October, mm-hmm. which was, like, so weird. Like, because I was, like, a, well, yeah, I was, like, this, like, little emo kid that, like, you know, mm-hmm. I, I thought I was so emo. And I was playing, like, Blue October. And my dad's, like, this is my favorite song. Like, how the fuck yeah. you play so weird? He like Green Day. So, like, I think there, you're right. There are some things that he was, like, more open to, but technology in general. So, like, when you told me that your dad, like, played WoW with you, I was like, that doesn't even, I couldn't even imagine my dad, like, yeah, picking up a controller. Uh, we're, like, uh, I think old enough, right, mm-hmm. to say, like, maybe we're the last generation of oh. people whose parents were not as into video games. Right. That's true. Now that I think about it, uh, anybody that I know who's like even a decade younger than I am, like I, for, like we're, me and Ian are 33. You're 33 now, right? Yeah, yeah. you're 33. No, yeah. Yes. yes, you're 33. Yeah. He thought but he was I, 34. Well, I will <laughs> say you did repeat that, I think, on a previous podcast. Did I? You said... You're 34 or whatever, and I'm like... Well, because you, you were so... I know. I was convinced I was 34. You, you said you were 38, I think, in a podcast. Uh, I li- That was in a very intentional lie, but... And I think everyone <laughs> should recognize that. I am 33. 33. That is accurate. Yeah. But what I was saying is that, like, there are people that I've talked to uh, who are, like, 23, and they say that their dad played like video games casually even without them mm. yeah and that, that is, is super interesting that is interesting yeah. because i think your dad is a little bit of an outlier for yeah. our age group in because yeah. my parents yeah. definitely didn't play fucking yeah. video games that's oh no it's so interesting my dad was like big in a certain video games that i wasn't into at all huh. which is it, it's kind of cool yeah. because it does feel like and it didn't make me more interested in those games really that's so interesting he played this game on the ps2 called onimusha and it was this samurai game that you would slash up like demons and then you would suck their souls into like this thing on your arm. How did he find that? Uh, well, he bought a PS2 like when it came out. Like, okay. He like just, I don't know. It was like the family PS2. He bought it and he was like, this is sick. I'm so fascinated. Your dad's was, always like, such, a, both of your parents confusing. are very like um, cool, like, they're very cool. They're very interesting people. Nice. Um, which is like, I, I've, I don't know. I was very glad to marry into your family, honestly. Because mm-hmm. um, I've dated like a lot of people whose parents like. Right. I don't know. Yeah. It is weird. Yeah. Uh, the other game that he liked was Devil May Cry. Have you heard of that I one? I have heard of that yeah. one. Um, Why, where none of these games that I got Devil into. That one is specifically, isn't it like really fucked up it's just a lot of yeah hack and slash game mm-hmm. there's a lot of demons and things yeah. that you kill you just float around as just like white-haired guy also like shit. interesting because like your your family's very religious so yeah. like demon killing and shit like but it's like every fucking religious family in america who isn't like evangelical True. which is like, They're like whatever we know this is fake yeah 
are they, they your family was okay with Pokemon and Harry Potter? Yeah. Okay, so that yeah. that's evangelical. It's like the Pokemon and yeah, Harry yeah, Potter yeah. is bad. But there is this line that I've noticed yeah. that you know Christians tend to flirt with, mm-hmm. which is like they'll watch like a cartoon or something like they'll see some butt cheeks in SpongeBob and they'll be like, that's this show is just too much. I had a friend whose mom would not let her watch um, Looney Tunes because Porky Pig did not have pants. That is so fucking stupid, man. (laughs) Out of all the battles to fight, that is not the one. Well, to be fair, you could see his Porky Pig cock. (laughs) It was on his His ass. His big hog. (laughs) He saw his hog. It was on his ass. It was curly. Yeah, no, that's true. (laughs) fucked up oh wait you're saying it's kind of <laughs> it was a duck penis okay that? i like that yeah it is fucked up now that i think about it in that way yeah yuck <laughs> um but yeah well uh, oh there, okay so let's just jump out of that topic okay sorry uh, that was fun yeah but there are so many topics that we haven't i've i have about 50 things on this list and i've checked off too. sorry okay which is crazy it's my fault i jump i jump away uh no it's okay it's fun. Um, so uh, one thing I want to address is lately, Anissa and I have been watching Deal or No Deal on uh, on just some random like Samsung channel. I guess you get channels if you get like a Samsung smart TV. They just come preloaded or something. Um, and we we were both, you know, alive and well and eyes to the TV when Deal or No Deal was popular. So it's like kind of nostalgic to go back and watch that late at night. Uh, and especially seeing Howie, because now we're seeing like Howie's podcast yeah. and stuff, and uh, it he was feels so like it's young, yeah, so long ago. He was so, but young. it wasn't that long ago. No, uh, but it has been enlightening to see how much stuff was on TV back then. Mm-hmm. Uh, we might even be surprised of what's on TV now, but we haven't touched cable. I think what was shocking to me was Fear Factor. We, like, accidentally yeah. switched to Fear Factor, and I was like, what the fuck? Like, Ian was like, how is this on TV? Yeah. Because it was like a—this is literally the setup. It was a tank, like a fish tank, and they put a bunch of garter snakes in the <laughs> And just, like, tank, a random— And soft, a random Little sweet large, boa. Yeah, bl- blonde little boa that <laughs> definitely did not want to be there. Uh-huh. And this woman is just like bobbing for apples as plums, plums, <laughs> bobbing as these, for plums. She's like snakes. The bow is like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah, and it's it was very anticlimactic as yeah. well. Well, it, and it it was just one of these things where it was like, I do not envy coming up with the challenges on Fear Factor because for me it reminds me a lot of like even coming up with the ideas for uh, Deadly Twister with Max. Uh, you have to come up with like a new like icky or edgy thing for each spot on the map and it's like how many things can you like get away with doing that is also like impactful and people aren't going to be like uh whatever like i that's like a tuesday for me have you ever has there been a fear factor challenge that has stayed with you for your whole life because there's one for me uh i think there was one where they were like actively like consuming like bull semen that or one sat with me but the one that um guts or blood or comes something. up with for me uh-huh. all the time i'm not even kidding it's it actually ruins pizza for me sometimes is there was this one challenge where they had to eat a pizza that had clotted blood maggots and blue cheese on it and that's specific because I can right. in my mind's eye. Just I, imagine all of that. I know what that tastes like. 
Yeah. And sometimes when I eat something. Interesting. It's familiar enough. It makes me gag. That's funny. The idea of adding like, like okay or delicious things to something that's putrid yeah. is like a uh, like them adding what was it feta cheese blue, blue cheese. cheese yeah the idea of adding blue cheese <laughs> to something like that would just wreck blue cheese for you for life you ordered the uh, gorgonzola on your mod pizza mm-hmm. and and i was like i want to try this and it was like instant and yeah. it's not because i don't like that flavor profile i love it but like Fear factor, because I do agree with you that, like, there's a lot of fear factor challenges where it's, like, I, I feel bad for the producers because, mm-hmm. like, yeah. how many times can you, but there were some where it, like, oh yeah sat with, it uh-huh. sat with me my whole life. <laughs> that is interesting. Life. Yeah, this one, it it was more like a, like a PETA thing, like an animal rights thing. Mm-hmm. You're just kind of, like, you're, like, okay, like, why do we have, like, 50 snakes yeah. in a in a aquarium of water they're not even aquatic well, like this isn't garter snakes swim they, okay they swim but even still it was just like they're like moving around i'm like you're biting for apples i know you're gonna bite you're gonna bite fuckers. a snake and, and, and we're the, not gonna really see it i know and the you're boa, just gonna injure the snake and then it's just gonna be like okay that was uncomfortable yeah because like i mean they should, we should make a new one all three of us uncomfortable factor that's what we should make where it's just you having to like tell the barista that they got your order wrong right 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 oh i love that idea (laughs) it's just like a lot of public weird like interactions you have to stand in line while somebody on their like uh speakerphone is behind you (laughs) you have to stand in line waiting for the um water slide Mm -hmm. with a bunch of hot women staring at you yeah there's two guys with Bluetooth uh, walking fast behind you, <laughs> shouting and gesturing about that some is, deal that they they want to strike. I do have to say that that is Ian's like biggest. I would say that's your biggest pet peeve is uh-huh. is people in public on Bluetooth. Bluetooth talker talkers. Yeah. yeah. There was one when we were at um in the the uh, airport Century Lounge at the airport. Oh yeah. Where he was like, it it actually felt like he was um, auditioning for, like, an entourage uh-huh. role. <laughs> like, the way that he was, like, talking and, like, yeah. and he was making eye contact yeah. with, like, me. And it was just completely, like, he didn't give a yeah. I will say, I, like, Anissa and I talked through it. And we now understand, like, why someone will arrive there mm-hmm. with the Bluetooth. Like, why specifically with Bluetoothing, you kind of need to project your voice and shit like that. Um, what was it? It's kind of like, uh, like, you don't really have a device to, like, kind of, like, speak into. Yeah, I think. Uh, and there's a lot of outside noise. Mm-hmm. So you kind of... I don't know. You feel like you need to do you're it. You're fighting. I think you're fighting to hear yourself over uh-huh. everyone else. Right. And then you don't realize that, like, you're shouting. Uh-huh. And you also just get used to it. It's yeah. weird. I also think there might be – I haven't seen anything about this, but I feel like there's one of these hustlers, there's one of these grind set motherfuckers yeah, who would absolutely give the advice – Throw your phone in the trash or, like, put your phone in your pocket. You need to invest in a Bluetooth headset. Yeah. Like, this was the start of my success. Yeah. Because they would just say that it's, like, a probably a good practice if you want to learn to, like, speak loudly, speak confidently, well, and do it around. Well, weren't you the one around. who 
you told me that your business class specifically taught men to like spread their legs before no, no, no. That shouting. wasn't a business class. That was, uh, <laughs> you're kind of like, you're kind of mixing things together a little. That was Andrew Tate's class that you said that you paid like $300,000 for or something, right? No. No, it wasn't $300,000. $300, it was free if you sign up for his $2,000 a month program. Uh, uh, no, it was a leadership class. Oh. So this... Uh, uh, my teacher for that class, she was a very good teacher. She, like, just explained, like, a lot of the techniques that people use mm. to, like, um, get more confidence in their ability to speak. It was like a it was leadership. It was speaking. It was like an amalgamation of things. But well, it was in your she business degree, different, right? Yeah, in that, like, path. Okay. True. Yeah. True. So, but, but, like, one of the things she said was, like, when you're waiting to speak, spread your legs, right? No, <laughs> I don't know where you got that from. I think you're combining it with, like, the man-spreading thing. I thought that's... No. Like, take up as much room as you can. Yes, that. Oh, okay. Which is different than, fellas, spread your legs before you're, you come up to the room to present your think, theory to the class. I think I misunderstood. I literally... Maybe. For the past, like, four years, You've I been believe you were like you that? a class that told Jesus. men when they were waiting to go up to speak to spread their legs and talk really loud. So I thought maybe there was, like, this hustler class no, that was, like... No, babe. You gotta, like, to look to be successful. Because, okay... I'm sure some people would say that, but I just want to, like... Let me, to use your phrase, I want to put a bow on this one, okay. which is uh, this class showed a variety of different, like, leadership tactics. Mm -mm. There's, I forget what they all, are all called, like, charismatic leadership, uh, leadership by following, leadership by example, leadership by whatever. And, um, yeah, she generally tried to get us um, to understand or just to be comfortable in speaking and stuff. And, uh, yeah, I think it was just generally speaking, you know, you have better results uh, or you seem, I shouldn't say better results, you seem more confident and you seem more comfortable if you uh, have been taking up a bit more space mm -hmm. because obviously if you're taking up more space, you're not necessarily like, like that that's not an unconfident thing to do. That's a very confident thing to do is sure, to take up yeah. space. No, I mean I'm not So uh, I had it in my I guess head I was just that, trying like, to you guys find were like that. practicing like taking <laughs> up space. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, no. And it's also it's just like similar adv advice mm -hmm. as like fucking like go for a run, get your exercise out before your speaking engagement that day. Yeah. I mean Drink no, it's similar advice to what you're supposed to do when uh, you see a bear as well. That's take true. A, oh, true. That's true. <laughs> Handy. The in your class, uh -huh. in in your business degree, I'm curious because the university that I went to, if you were in business, everyone wore suits all the time. Yeah. And the the like attitude was like, you never know mm -hmm. when you're gonna meet the person that's gonna change your life. Yeah. So always be in a suit. Yeah. Did you have to go to school? every day in a suit hell no you didn't do that no in my universe i swear to god yeah you always knew people were in the business yeah uh because they did because that they were in their suits yeah no there were i mean there were plenty of guys who did that okay you just um, weren't one of them you weren't interested yeah. specifically yeah. guys <laughs> plenty of so men women women didn't show up like yeah they okay. weren't sporting like the, a the women pantsuit or anything in my degree yeah. or not my degree but in 
your school. In my school, yeah. they, they would, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know. Like, some guys would do that. You could tell that some guys were, like, all about it, and they were, like, actively, like, pursuing, they were actively doing businessy shit, like, while they were in school. I'm trying to get connections. Meanwhile, I'm, like, fucking collaborating with, like, Filthy Frank and stepping in spaghetti and shit, and I'm, like... Well, you also, you did uh, court your professor into, like, getting interested in, not sexually, the one that you talked about on uh, Anthony Padilla, the one that was, like, interested yeah. in your grind, uh -huh. and, like, so, I mean, it's not yeah, like yeah. you weren't, like... He was interested in the grind, but, yeah, it was, like, morbid curiosity. Yeah, but it was yeah. kind of a business True. Move, you know? Yeah. Because you needed help, you needed a... You're going to Australia. No, that makes sense. That is a business thing to do. Yeah. Is like, wh how is this person making their money? Yeah. Like that's that's what, that's how I know that like the business degree was probably the right path for me to go. Totally, it's helped you so much. The, I think it's helped you a lot yeah. more than you realize. But yeah, the curiosity of like, how d is this person making money is like still like constantly in my head. Like, explain it to me. That's why I'm I curious. like. Curious. I think. So I. Uh, I'm very loud, and I think because I'm very loud, people assume that I make decisions in our life, mm -hmm. but I make almost zero decisions in our life, especially mm -hmm. when it comes to money and investing and anything like business related. She decides what Food? is for dinner. Yeah. <laughs> she decides when dinner, is. I like more schedule-based stuff. Yeah. You I, know, I'm very like, because you need to know what the schedule is. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, just know what's going on but in like, the future. I have so much trust in uh, you when it comes to keeping the ship. It's very interesting because I, it's not even like intentional. It's just our personalities. We have a very like traditional, what a lot of men would view as like traditional, right. like marriage roles where I'm like, if Ian told me tomorrow, like, I'm putting 100% of all of our savings in Bitcoin, I'd be like, okay. <laughs> because I I, I do not trust myself. I will say, I, I, there needs to be a caveat here. Yeah. Okay, you can insert your caveat. The caveat is, she would not just say, okay. I mean. <laughs> sounds good to me, babe. I would need, like. You would not fucking do that. I, I you would, would definitely challenge me on that because that is a dumb decision. I, I mean, it's a bit extreme. It, it is worth challenging. Yeah, it's a bit extreme. But, I mean, the point is, like, you could pretty much convince right. me. Right. Like, yeah, whatever yeah. the hell you want to do. Like, right. Because I, I don't Depending have Depending on the, yeah, avenue of, of thing. Or that what realm. the realm is. Yeah. I, that, that's a, a good way of putting it. And your business brain, because I'm. Mm -hmm. far too emotional mm -hmm. to make any business decisions right. at all. Mm -hmm. um, oh, this is a good segue into, actually, oh. Well, I wanted to ask just really quick. Yeah. What is, Ian, what is something that you want to convince her of, but she is never going to budge on? Oh, that's interesting. Is there anything like that? That she is? No, no, they, they, there's something that you want to convince me of, but you couldn't, there's no way that you can convince me to do it. To do it? Yeah, to, to like get on board with it. Um, is yeah. There, is like it could anything? be small. Like, I mean, I feel like every couple or marriage uh -huh. uh, uh, has something along those lines, right? Yeah, like yeah. is there anything I'm stubborn on that you... Oh, certainly. There's a lot of things. Like what? Um, I'm so curious. Uh, I think just like more so 
what would it be? Um, I don't know. My head's immediately going to like these like daily things Mm -hmm. where it's just like fucking, you know, I don't know, getting coffee or whatever. Like stupid things. Yeah. The, the, I guess it's topical because I love breakfast and I love getting breakfast. Ian hates breakfast and like doesn't, Least important meal of the day, yeah, as I call it. You're not you're not excited about it at all. So it's really interesting though because we actually are changing it because you don't want to get yes. breakfast anymore. So we we actually went shopping yesterday so I can like make food at home for breakfast. Mm-hmm. So that's not I did yeah I did budge, budge. on that yeah, one yeah, exactly. We have to pick something else. Uh, I don't know. I haven't given it much thought. I can come back to it next podcast maybe after I'm because it's not something that I actively think about. I think I'm trying to think if there's anything that vice versa because you're the more I would rigid. say you're the more yeah rigid one out of the two of us. Um, is there anything? Oh, I don't know. There's things that you're fucking rigid on. Like, I don't think you would want to. Like, I would be fine with, mm. like, living in uh, California again. Yeah, I think. I would be fine living... maybe even living in fucking, like, a kind of a another <laughs> random shit state. You know what I mean? Like, it's, that doesn't have, like, wildlife or clean air or whatever. Yeah, like, that's true. I think I I'm trying to get us to Canada. Yeah. That's my goal, yeah. to get us to Canada. Right. And Ian's goal is to save as much money as possible and be near. I think that's... Like, I, uh, save as much money as possible is a terrible phrasing for that. Yeah. I would say uh, be sustainable. Be sustainable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because um, that is not, like, like, I would say for the past, like, four years mm-hmm. it's just been like the complete opposite of the prior four years which was yeah you know save money yeah. and you know just you know hoard, hoard money you know yeah, in yeah. a lot of ways we were hoarders for sure but you know these previous four years it's been spend 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 on all sorts of stuff and not really like look out for our own yeah uh, pocket which has been like a huge shift so I, I do think that's what like interesting to talk about is like the first five years of our relationship mm-hmm. was intense hoarding of money on on both of our parts, mm-hmm. right? Neither of us spent mm-hmm. money at all. Um, we slept on a mattress with no bed frame. We wanted the cheapest home possible. Um, and you were yeah, making and the most money at that time. Yeah, I was going to say, for the record, this isn't a woe is us. This no, is no, like no. A, how sad that you're making money and you can afford uh, a bed frame, but you're we, not getting it. Yeah, yeah. No, we had a brain disease yeah. of like we were just terrified of spending money, and I think it's interesting because we went from that brain disease of like we can't mm-hmm. spend money. Period. We didn't mm-hmm. go on vacation. We didn't do anything, and then for some reason, it was after you went on the Graham Stephan podcast, uh-huh. you were like, "I realize that we don't spend very much, and I want to try and uh-huh. spend more," uh-huh. and I think we like. Yeah, something happened in our brain because we we ended up. What was this realization of like, yeah. what are we doing? What's the point in living life? Yeah. And because my dad got sick, uh-huh. and my dad always had this like idea. Something that yeah. stuck in my head was my dad was always like, "When I retire, I'll go on a cruise," and that obviously never happened. So my brain was like, "Okay, that I'm gonna for my dad's sake." Yeah. 
Oh, yeah. And for the record, I, I'm not sure if anyone knows this. I'm going to tell a story for you. Okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> cool. Well, not much of a story. <laughs> Anissa's dad uh, was diagnosed with Alzheimer's at a very young age. Yeah, yeah. How many years ago at this point? Maybe five, six? Uh, Se- seven. It was like yeah. two years into our relationship. But, so yeah, six. it happened really fast. How, the... Sorry, how old? how old is he? So he got diagnosed at 53, and that mm-hmm. got really bad at 56. Right. And now he's 59. So, you know, the reason Anissa was saying that, uh, you know, uh, using her dad as an example uh, is, you know, it's very sad because he he did have this idea and he was at a very young age. And how could you predict that you're going to get Alzheimer's at 50? 53. 53. Like, it's, you know, that's tough. Yeah. And we didn't want to, you know, live our lives that way. So... You know, we adopted a little bit more of a spending, treat ourselves philosophy. Which started with a mattress. Um, which, which started with a bed frame. Bed frame first. Yeah. We had a bed frame. And then we were like, oh, this is fucking epic. Uh-huh. And then it was a mattress. Yeah, then we got a mattress. And then that was epic. Yeah. And then we it started. It was kind of cool because, you know, all of these stupid things that I'd always, like, brush away, like, yeah. all of the... Ad, the dumb advertisements that they use to like sell you mattresses like mm. you spend over half your life sleeping i was like yeah you know once we got that mattress and it felt good on my back i'm like yeah that actually makes sense yeah this does feel better than I think how i've been sleeping we like slowly though lost the plot mm-hmm. and then what happened was we were like we've stored up all this money ian's career is doing well we're happy we had like gotten to the point because our relationship wasn't always like as solid as it is now mm-hmm. as in like you know every relationship like there's turmoil we're figuring each other out we we're not like our trust isn't we're not on the same there. page we're not on the same page um and then when we started oh also we don't have the same goals our goals aren't aligned our goals weren't aligned we we were f- trying to figure things out right and i think in all long-term relationships there comes a time where you have to make that like decision of like, is this somebody that I can live my life with and I want to live my life with, or do we like walk away? And uh, as our relationship went on, it became a lot more obvious that like we are mm-hmm. perfect for each other. Like our brains are, I think deep down, what we always wanted was the same, but what we were afraid of and what we were hung up on and what we were trying to protect ourselves yeah. from was, like, clashing. Yeah, all so, the insecurities, yeah. like, kind of preventing us from, from being... From connecting yeah. fully. And I therapy really, really helped me with that. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a, a comment on the first podcast that was talking about, like, oh, it's great that, you know, we're talking about your growth and, um, mis- like issues with misogyny and other things but like Mm -hmm. i'd like to hear what you know you've been through and it's true i i had a shit ton of internalized misogyny i had a lot of issues a lot of hatred for women i had a lot of hatred um for myself and therapy kind of helped me understand that and then fully connect so when we connected and we understood like okay this is my person i i actually think that that was the closest to like nirvana and happiness that we had in our lives like your career was doing well we were connecting and then we were like well let's start projects because we want to share the happiness Mm -hmm. with other people and i think we just shared too much too fast Mm -hmm. that's what happened exactly um because like 
that's what when he talks about spending, obviously Creator Clash Two like didn't mm-hmm. do very well. It's coming out of our, you know, pocketbooks. Um, there's other surprise out of our pocket. Po- out of our pocket. Sorry, <laughs> yeah, not pocketbooks. Um, and there's other surprise costs that have come up from us extending. Yes. And um, I think that there are, is a lot of pain mm-hmm. um, that we're dealing with of, like, understanding that we were happy. We had everything kind of, like, sorted. Yeah. Well, it's just a pendulum swing. Yeah. That's all it is. And that's the way that I look at it. Yeah. It's like you need to figure it out, and this is how you, this is how you do it. It's, yeah. you know. Um, and the consequence is leaking money. But we're getting to the point where we're stopping yeah. leaking money, and then we're going to try and, yeah, like, level out. So, I mean, exactly. it's going good right now, yeah. better than what it was. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it's it's a, it's a process, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't know. I would definitely, like, prioritize and feel good about where we have come like there's zero regrets about like vacillating between like spending and things Mm because a lot of this also is tied in and associated with our relationship like i you know before doing i think uh, the first creator clash there was this moment where it was like you know you were like i've done sports like i want to fucking fight and like i was still not at the point where i i like hadn't fully accepted that like you uh, are an asset to me mm. and you are capable mm-hmm. and uh you know this is totally valid have um uh, had you not had a uh you know cheese grater brain or whatever like <laughs> this syndrome. is this is a fine thing to do yeah. um so uh yeah that was kind of the start of it where it's like i can relinquish you know control and i don't have to be so like paranoid about how mm-hmm. things are, and uh, that you know also coincided with us you know spending a fuck ton of money as well. I mean, it was um, also good timing though because there was no way like Creator Clash One would have happened if I didn't like mm-hmm. step in because uh, like you were so stressed from like training. Yeah, and I wouldn't have been forward. doing any of that. Uh, you weren't reading any emails. Of this stuff. Yeah, exactly. Like, emails were coming in and I saw them sitting there on your mm-hmm. phone and I'm like, I don't think that's yeah. a good thing. So it was a great it, it was a great moment yeah. to uh for you to like see a like a need yeah. and like a role to fill. Yeah. And for you to be able to fill that role. Yeah. Whereas, you know, if I didn't extend myself too much uh and take on too much responsibility I would just be like, no, I fucking, I'm fine. there's nothing for you to do, yeah, <laughs> and I'm fine. That kind of stuff. I think we need to wrap this up because we're an hour and a ten. Oh, I think uh, we do a little bit. I thought like do an hour and a half. And then another half an hour for yeah. the Patreons. Or do you not no. like that? For no. the last episode, it was an hour for the YouTube and an hour and a half for the yeah. Patreon. Okay. Is like that, that how you want to keep it? Generally. Okay. Yeah, I was going to wrap it up ten minutes ago, but we'll let it go to this okay. point. Okay. I, um, I had, I I. I'm just kind of sad because I wanted to talk about. Um, uh, We're gonna do this every week for the rest of our lives. No, I There'll know, be plenty but of I, opportunities. I just like I find it fascinating. Sorry, I have to fit this in because I, I it's okay. on the same topic. I just find it fascinating that like we've had a fuck ton of financial stress, mm-hmm. and the number one thing that couples like fight over is right. finances, right. and we never fight over finances. Right. And I do find that very interesting. Yeah, I wonder why. 
because there's a fucking million other things to be stressed out about over fine instead of finances. Like so. we're fine. Yeah. <laughs> Financially. Yeah. Like you can't like if you got much love and respect to Graham Stephan, but he's a frugal guy. If I had a little bit more fruit If I had a little bit more Graham Stephan brain, like there would be a lot of things to fucking worry about right now, right? Yeah. Because you you stress about all these different fucking things. Yeah. Like you can make all these things a stress point or you can not make them a stress point. And you can say, you know, I'm going to worry about the mortgage and this or I'm just going to fucking break it down to this and that. Or like there's there's ways of doing it and there's ways of – and you need to be able to tell yourself like when something is not I agree like, with moving that. the needle. I also in our relationship though, what do you think the biggest stress point is? Like if you had to like come up with a stress point. Uh I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's been great. Like <laughs> Oh, YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Internet, yeah. online, people commenting just, on our relationship. That's... It's so ironic. It isn't... It, that's so ironic mm -hmm. that the 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 most... Like, the biggest stress point in our relationship is not... It's, like, yeah. other people. Yeah. That's, like, sad. Yeah. That's sad. It is sad, but it's also, like... I don't know. It's all relative. You know what my biggest stress point in our relationship is? Huh. You burping into my mouth, yeah, all the time. It's an accident. <laughs> I don't know. It just ha it's like I don't know. You don't think about it. It's like kind of like breathing. It's just not. Like, oh, fucking it's, get the shit out of my mouth. It's not. Yeah, occasionally it will just be we one were, of my breaths. We were walking at the lake. Okay. Well, well, let's. Okay. Sorry. We're gonna stop it here. No, you don't have to be sorry. I just <laughs> need. I just need to fucking yeah, interrupt so it. <laughs> Subscribe to the Patreon if you want to hear the um, burping in uh, AJ's mouth story. <laughs> if you want to hear the burping in my mouth story, yes. Yeah. You'll learn a lot. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you can go. Say, right good now. say goodbye. Oh, bye 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 bye. Bye. Hasta la vista.